Welcome back to another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker, a podcast about just that, being human. How can we be the human being that we really want to be and maybe be less of the human being that we think we're supposed to be? This episode I call The Yogi Goes Back to the Gym. And maybe eight months ago now, I decided after a number of random conversations with one of my good friends, business partners, Luke, who was always like talking about, you should go to the gym for this or this, this and this reason. I was like, yo man, I don't, I don't play the should do game. I was like, don't shit on me. But in a discussion with him after I had spent some time away from Bali and they were really jazzed about, they were focusing on going back to the gym. They were come every day at 6am. I was like, Hmm. Yeah. All right. Like I'm down. If you guys have got this plan, I'm down to be a part of this plan. And I think to myself, the journey to the mat happened on an accident. I dislocated my baby toe on the end of this epic, whew, ridiculous alcohol and drug-infused trip in Eastern Europe. And I decided to, to make a lot of healthy changes for life. And with a bad toe, I'm like, all right, well, I always wanted to be more flexible, so let's go do yoga. And that changed my life completely, being open to trying something new. And then two-ish years ago, a friend of mine told me to go boxing. And I had done a little bit because a studio that I used to teach at had kind of fitness on the bottom, yoga on top. So I did a little bit of boxing. So I got used to like hitting. I'm like, oh, this is a fun discipline. And what I noticed in going to boxing was all yoga is yin for me. So yin is the energy of finding stillness of slowing down, of being versus doing, going, running, repeating. That's yang. But for me, all yoga fits in this yin bucket in life. Um, it slows me down. It calms my mind. It calms my body, no matter how strong of a power yoga or vinyasa class it is. Uh, so I realized like, oh, from a movement practice, I am energetically, my body is missing this yang, and boxing became my yang practice. This da 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 da, one, two, three, choo choo. And you get this immediate feedback of how are you finding the discipline in this practice of boxing? And then fast forward to, or fast forward from when I started boxing um, to this September, I decided to be like, oh, like I haven't been to the gym in a long time. Like, a consistent, like, let's go lift weights practice. And so I decided like, okay, you know, I'm 37 and a half at that time. Let's go and put a focus going back to the gym. And as you go back to the gym, I found this deep ability to take a yogic mindset into the gym. I am going to do a practice of connection to myself so that my body becomes a thing that is more connectable to everything else, which are the things that we do in life, how we want to move through life. And there is a, for me, a huge beauty in that because I went back into the gym and except for brief moments, typically influenced by my friends, that idea of ego lifting or the idea of lifting weights and so that I look a certain way so others will accept me were not even in my conscious thought pattern. I was going back there to be like, oh, I want to feel my body in a different way. And there is a feeling that I always relate when it comes to squats, where you squat down 
and there is you are weighted. There is a weight on your back, and you have two decisions. Weight's on your back. Pull it in and stand the fuck up, or you're going to fall over. So you have a choice. Shit got really hard. You got to find as much connection and strength that already exists inside of you to stand this shit up. The other option is you're going to fall over. And I find that through the practice of this thing that we call squatting, that I am practicing finding that strength that exists within me to do this thing. But how many times in life are we falling over? Are we down? And we have to think, I have this moment to decide, do I have the strength that already exists inside of me to stand the fuck up? And by practicing the thing like squatting, we know that, oh, every time it gets really, really hard in that last rep of that heavy set and your legs are kind of shaking and you're really pulling in your pelvic floor, i.e. trying not to shit in your pants, and you push that up, it's like, oh, that is me confirming to myself that there is a giant weight on my back that makes me feel like I want to fall over and I can stand up. Even the moment of doing a bench press where, hey, it's easy to just dump the weights over to the side. But that moment in which you're pushing those dumbbells up and you get that, I don't know, it's not really moving. It's moving a little bit. It's moving a little bit. And then you press it all the way out is feeling in your physical body this let us push through when things get hard, when things get sticky, when things get slow. They get so slow, we don't even know if they're moving forward anymore, but they kind of are, they kind of are, they kind of are. And then there is this epic beauty that when you have friends in the gym with you or spotting you that lets you do that and then they go come on two more and again not being from a place of the ego but being in a place of you know presence and connection it's just like okay you go down and now you got even less in the tank and now you're like I actually can't lift this and somebody's helping you giving you a soft spot for two extra reps to realize that when shit is really on our back and we actually don't have the strength inside of us to stand up, that there are people in our lives that are going to support us and help us lift us up in moments in which we, on our own, would have fallen over. And it has not happened to me because I've had those support systems, but looking even back into my CrossFit days, then there is that I had to dump the weight where it was too much and I actually had to fall, I couldn't stand up, and then that serves its own purpose as well to be like, oh man, falling, it might be embarrassing. Uh, it might not, it might be put the ego in check, but we're ultimately okay. And so I just look at this as the practice of these things and the lessons that are learned for me have been really, really beautiful. And then to then connect into strength, to think at a certain age, okay, I'm living this yogi life. And for those that are here on the audio, I'm using air quotes for the yogi life. Because once I found yoga, I didn't really connect or have a community or a why of why do I want to go to the gym? I know how to count to 12 with a 100% level of accuracy. So why am I going to go to the gym? stare in the mirror for an hour to two, counting to 12 as I lift up something over here, over here, over here. Like I just had no, there was no why at all to do that. And so I didn't do that. And I didn't do it for six, six years 
consistently. There might have been a time when I went to the gym, but basically six years. And yoga was a beautiful practice for me to connect to myself. Boxing then added something to find a new balance in life. What are the things that I need? And then I would do a lot of, you know, like push-ups or something like that. And you just realized that, oh, lifting my body weight is either going to take me a whole bunch of time and be boring as shit. And then I realized, okay, coming back to the gym, <coughs> excuse me, and coming back to the gym and beginning to lift weights again and to practice this lifting of weights consistently began for me to feel a strength in my body that I had not felt in a while. To take what one week felt heavy, i.e. the first time I did 60 kilos on bench press, I'm like, okay, this is not light. I can do this like eight times, but this is like, this is putting strain on my body to all of a sudden when that is light. And then that next level up 185 or 80 kilos was like, oh, I got like five of those last week. And this is now like a warm up. And then all of a sudden going up to just feel your body's, the lessening of effort to do more work. And that is, oh, that is so beautiful to begin to feel, to know that work is tough. It doesn't feel good. So when you can do, say, a level of work, and let's call it an 80, and that can be 80 kilos, but let's just call it an 80, and say you need to do this level of 80 work to get a job accomplished. A job accomplished could be your job that you have in real life. You could be building your own business. It could be a relationship. It could be anything, but you have to give it an 80. Well, if it takes 100% of you to give it an 80, you're going to have to recover from that. That's going to be exhausting. That's going to require rest to come back into balance. But if all of a sudden through this strength training, an 80, which took 100% of my effort eight months ago, takes 50% of my effort right now, oh, I can do so much more in life without the fullness of my effort, which means I can either do more or I can do what I need to do more efficiently, with less effort. So the things in life that are important to me that required all my energy require less of my energy because I have more strength, I have more capacity to do things. And I fundamentally believe that the work that we put into our body in the gym and what that builds as a muscular strength is also giving us a mental strength to accomplish whatever life's tasks are. And this is how I see the yogi coming back to the gym. But at the exact same time, I am a people watcher and I observe it all. And I tell you what, going to the gym, I've been going to Body Factory here in Changu. And oh my God, the people watching is the best. You have every type of person. You have the full spectrum of fully secure to insecure and men and women, and watching people is incredible. You see giant steroid guy. You see awkward dude that basically looks like he's not really sure where he's at and what he's doing, and you're like, that doesn't really seem like you're going to accomplish anything in doing those things. You see, let's do weird trendy movements because some guy probably did this on the internet. You see woman with tripod watching a video of what to do wallet. 
And when I begin to break down some of the things that are there, I begin to think, oh man, how much of, actually, let's rewind that. When I begin to think about the idea of not just the gym itself, but I think of fitness, physical fitness, fitness and wellness, these things to become fit is to allow ourselves to have a harmony in our body, allowing us to do whatever we want to do in life for as long as we can do it in life. Going back to that effort thing, think if you love hiking and hiking is a big love of yours, but you also have other loves. So do you have to make a choice on a given day to be like, oh, if I go on this hike, it's going to destroy me so much. I'm not going to be able to do any other aspects of life for the next two days as I recover. And for me, it used to be snowboarding. That was one of the things I loved about CrossFit back in the day. When I go snowboarding, like you get a couple hours of awesome and then your body degrades throughout the day. And then you hope that the DOMS, that delayed offset muscular something, I don't know, uh, doesn't hit the next day. So you can do these a weekend of snowboarding, but you would see this degradation of your ability to snowboard. And then really all you were doing after snowboarding is just drinking beers and eating food because you just needed to relax. But I found that CrossFit allowed me to just feel an effortless strength as I approached this beauty that was shredding the gnar, as we said once upon a time, with always a joke on our face. So by putting in that effort in the gym, it made the things I want to do effortless, and it allowed me to do all the other things I like to do in life, not just be like, oh, if I'm going to go snowboarding, that's all I got. Like, I remember I didn't, <laughs> my ex-wife and I decided to do a half marathon, and we did a little bit of training, but once the training regimen for the half marathon got to a, a six-mile run, that sucks so bad, and I kind of just like, eh, we didn't really continue the rest of the training. She probably did a little bit more of the plan than I did. Um, and then I'll never forget when the half marathon came, we both did it and we both finished it. And that was awesome. And the next three days after that, my body felt like it had been to a war. My knees, my ankles, my hip flexors, my calves. I was walking around the office like I had gone through the world's worst event to happen to one's body. But if I had trained, if I put my body through those little stresses and tensions, I would have been able to do the half marathon theoretically, and then been able to do the other aspects of life. So that is a little ramble, but that's talking about what we do with our body to allow ourselves to live more sustainably, more effortlessly, bring more joy and sustainability to all the things that we want to do in our life. And maybe that's something as simple as I want to be alive and healthy when my kids get older. I don't want to have all the hip issues and the health issues and whatnot that maybe my parents have, or maybe that I'm having right now, that you're having right now. But then we begin to take that as that is the true power of working out. The true power of it is a medicine for ourselves, and that is enough. But that sounds great. It's not enough. And it's not enough because the other side of it is what my physical body looks like is a thing that I want to receive appreciation from from the outside world. And I will tell this story, and it was a surprise to me, 
but I'm going to be super honest. I started going back to the gym and I got bigger. I got stronger. And that first person that I hadn't seen in a while that was like, yo, man, you're looking jacked. You look good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that was coming. I didn't even really, I'd felt it a little bit, but I didn't know that it was that noticeable from the outside. And I tell you what, when that person said that, it felt good. <laughs> it felt real good. Like, I was like, oh, thanks. And like, I'm like, was I that? I was like super skinny. I mean, I always have this body issue from when I was a kid because I was super skinny. But I was like, I thought I was like fairly, like I, was, I thought it was lean as a, it was a nice little descriptive word that I would tell myself. But I, I was like, oh, thank you. And there's a couple really beautiful ways some good friends have said, like, you always look good, but like, wow, you look like, woo. And I was like, oh man, that feeling feels good does it feel so good that I'm now going to do and keep doing this thing and feel the need to progress in this thing just so this compliment keeps coming in? And that answer is to a high majority, no, but a little bit of like, oh man, like that's, that's a real thing. Like I'm super honest. Like I'm not going to bullshit you and say that, oh, like that doesn't feel good. And I'd like for that to not go away. But I do know that the super sole purpose, the true purpose of going to the gym is to feel how good I feel in my body. And I realized that it was really hard for me to gain weight. Um, so I actually needed to massively increase and shift my diet to support a version of me that actually feels really, really good. And I like that. I like the way that I'm feeling in this moment. So the essence of fitness is the wellness component to live our best life, doing the things we love in this container of a body that we have. But going back to where I was at, we sometimes then give that power up to others to say, oh, I'm going to the gym to get my six pack so that if I'm jacked and I have a six pack, oftentimes women will love me. And I see this at the gym itself. I also see this when you go out to like the beach club and you see that everyone's got their shirt off or they're jacked. And it's just like, because you have a physically beautiful body, you think that is enough. Or if you don't have that, no one will give a fuck about you. And while we do live in a world where we are externally stimulated, so that is a Night. Oh, that looks nice. That is attractive. And everybody, you know, we have also created what is relatively the Western ideal, ideals, ideology, ideals of beauty, Western image of beauty. That's it. So that's a reality. And to find an authentic balance that says, why am I doing what I'm doing? And one thing that I just witnessed is the gym has shown me I'm now, now that I even have a slight care about this, but I am never going to be the most shredded person. I'm never going to be the biggest person, but how do I find a sense of peace in how I'm using air quotes shredded or big I am. So it just allows me to feel an inner sense of peace and let that be enough. Because if we're just focused on getting a little bit bigger or, oh, I lost weight, I got smaller, my chest is smaller, my shoulders are smaller, whatever it might be, are we breeding into an insecurity that is giving up the, our power of self-worth to others? And male body image is its own episode that I'll get into later. 
And, but I see it all. That's all there happening right in front of me. And it is interesting to watch. And then the crazy thing is on the flip side, because you do see women in the gym that have a general, in general, joy of fitness. And those people look like many different types of people. There is the person that is a, the, you know, the postcard yogi looking body woman. There are women that might be slightly overweight, but are doing their best to feel fit so that they can live their best life. And that is a beautiful energy to be around. But then there's also the human being that is really feeling like they are there so that whatever they achieve there will then be viewed by others and lift them up. So you can see women on this endless Stairmaster doing the Stairmaster thing. And it's almost like they're not, they're, they don't enjoy what they're doing but, and they are doing it so that they believe that they will be a more beautiful version of themselves for other people, not just for themselves. And that is this, the ugly side of the gym. That is this thing that if I do this, I will get closer and closer to this ideal version of myself. Versus just like power yoga talks about the empowerment of yoga, the empowerment of you. Either Byron... Oh, Byron's my buddy. What is it? <laughs> Baron, Baron Baptiste or Brian Kess? I can't remember who said that. But the power, the practice of power yoga is not is a practice that through this practice, you will realize that you are already the ideal version of yourself. It is not a practice that will, through practice, make you the ideal version of yourself. And I just see the gym as the exact same thing. Is but it's so much, it can be so heavily leaned toward if you do this gym thing all the time, you will then be the ideal version of yourself. Realizing that no, the gym just unlocks a strength inside of us to realize that we are already the ideal version of ourselves. And that ideal version of ourselves is always evolving. But no matter what the outputs are, no matter what we grow into, no matter the muscles we gain, the weight that we lose, we are unconditionally enough with or without it. We are worthy and who we are is not defined by what our physical body looks like. That sounds great. That sounds like a fucking solid ass bumper sticker to put on there. Yeah. But to really believe that does require us to do levels of fitness with our body so that it does begin to look like a thing that functions in a way that place puts us at a place of peace, but allows us to see it and love it. And that is different for everybody. And I'm gonna be say, I'm gonna say point blank that I feel that I am blessed to have had some movement practice from athletics to some aspect of moving my entire life. So I've always felt that there is a, a slimness to me. I've never, I did gain 40 pounds my senior year of college. So I did get there was a, there is a photo of fat Chris Walker. Um, and I, I, I evolved from that and lost that weight, but there is the utilization of fitness to get to a place in which we feel healthy and that we feel beautiful and that we have a level of as high level of unconditional self-love for the human being and the body that sits in front of the mirror when we look into it. But that's a slippery slope. That's a slippery slope because there's always an inch that can be lost, or for men, an inch, an inch that can be gained. So 
as the yogi comes back to the gym, I see all the aspects of the gym as a beautiful practice that allows me to connect with parts of me that I was not able to connect through just in my yoga practice. And through that deeper connection that I have with myself, I find an ability to deeper connect to other things around me. And so, yes, the gym is a big old yoga studio if you allow it to be. This is Chris Walker, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker. Please subscribe, and I hope to catch you again.